Hello. Welcome to Solomon's Temple. Last episode, we talked about sort of the uh, more serious components of um, our responsibility towards our future and what why it's important to engage with the higher dimensions of being, whatever that may be, as it relates to the uh, psychedelic experience and uh, neurochemistry. But there's also more of experiential component that's just supposed to inspire mystery and inspire question. It seems to me that when looking at things that have been contested throughout the centuries or the recent centuries, I don't think that these things are as much of a problem as being led on. I think the reality of the unseen, as seen in episode 33, William James, but to a greater extent, yeah, these components in your mind that, that reveal things to you, the experience of undergoing this can sometimes really jar your conception of what's, what is in existence and what's happening around you. Is my mind just strictly and literally this brain here in this vat in my skull? Or is it more of a component of a grander outside source? Yes, you know, like in the hermetic sense, we behave like all of the the elements and structures and all those effects are supposed to be something that you are supposed to have an effect with with your own mind or that everything is, is like everything metaphorically in a way. And as we play out our constructs, they're, they're constructed as, as we are. Everything that exists within our temples and within our bodies are sort of manifestly being brought out into the exterior, just like the veins of the highway kind of represent the veins of, of our blood and that there's different structures that grant us certain uh, abilities like there's a filtration process and a balancing process that goes on in your body and of course we have you know exchanges of currency and we have ways in which we keep balance restored within things we have this justice system we have a police force that takes care of that which is unbalanced you know we we have these boundaries you know we draw these lines we have property yeah, we have centers in which the public will, will go and experience a, a work of art. We got rows of services that you can enter and exit um, for many various things, whether items or with food or for whatever interest there might be, for whatever usage you might have. We have all sorts of things like this within our society. And I think you can draw parallels from things within the body and things outside. But as it relates to a more psychic experience, I think we start to understand that there are greater essences of personality that exist around you that people have, and I think they all have a sense of power. Now, in the last episode, we talked about more of the responsibility of like why is psychedelics important and why is it important to deal with them. But also, I kind of wanted to go over my personal um, revelation and experience with them, starting with mescaline. Now, mescaline's like peyote. I think you've heard of peyote and in, in you know, Native American rituals and so forth. Peyote is like the grandfather of entheogens. With them, I've noticed I had an increase in direct attention or direct intention. Everything that I that uh, I meant, I I meant, and I meant it on a level that came from deep within. There's sort of like a super ego and appropriateness to acting in life that your energies are directed in a way, and that you believe in them a hundred percent, and you give them full force, and you sort of um, inflict them or like dominate with your presence. So there's sort of like this activity of the male energy. Like, but, the, but a wise man, you know, like an, an older man with experience, you know, acting with precision and power, you know what you're saying, what you're saying has a lot of acuity. Um, I noticed that um, it's, it's the uh, active 
sort of how do how do I build up like the energy within me and how do I direct it like I noticed like <laughs> with the people around me like even months after I took it I started to notice that everyone has this sort of spiritual body that they're pushing around and I could sense their presence I could sense their essence you know if it was let's just say you're the essence of like Capricorn or something there'd be more a uh, control basis like I could feel the earth and kind of control energy like keep keeping things under wraps you know and then if you're more of a gemini energy i could see like how like the realm of thought can be dissipated through this kind of fine-grained air and then with me in sagittarius it's like i have the ability to redirect attitudes <laughs> to read redirect the um the conception and, and and where the dialogue's headed like if i don't like it i could change it and it's almost like uh, a little bit like lightning. It's kind of like air acting as fire. But just these powers, these things would come to be. And I'm like, oh, everybody has a spiritual body. For sure. I could see it too. It's a weird um, sort of thing to have experience. You can see people's, you know, energetic bodies like out in space operating. And that's when I started to realize like, oh, we all share in this fabric. And we all have our uh, uh, place and our purpose. And then we organize around people that have these purposes and places in their own body and they sort of attract where they need to go. And then with that being said, they wind up within the society or within whatever they start manifesting their own uh, sense of being into it. And they sort of represent themselves within the society as such. And that's where you have it. And then all these essential aspects are playing out and are there to be a part of our insides. And they're being represented outside. Just as our bodies uh, do these types of things in order to more closely regulate what we need for everything else. You know, we need to continuously breathe in and out. And we have a pH system in our blood. And that's just the ramification of like when things get thrown out of whack, when the function breaks down and there's no longer a function there, every other function starts to suffer. And then there's like this reaction, there's like this system of reaction that's designed to keep the functions going in this way. It's a fine balance and everything must be kept under wraps. So yeah, I don't know why I'm obsessed with that idea, but I think it's very interesting. I think personality is just a much a function of the health and necessity of the entire structure of our organizing, our civilizations, our groupings. All of these vital functions and acts are just as important to the individual as a uh, functioning whole. But we're each parts to the whole, but um, we're also the whole. And I started to realize this. And with mescaline, it's it's deeply about you sort of waking up to the fact that like everything else around you is um, a potentiality for you to uh, behold and to be a part of. So it's almost like uh, anything else that may exist outside you that you think is really not you in the long run is is like you. You know, everything even that is different from everything else is the exact same as itself. It's all there and it's all you and you're all participating within that. So there's no really stepping out of a personality. But the thing is, is it, it can show you your intentions matter for yourself, your your mental continuities and what you um, what you think, what you put your attention toward and everything will change your your physical body. And uh, that will kind of guide your uh, journey and your your activity through life is what matters is setting those mental intentions will act sort of as this make or break guide to what types of effects are uh, generated. You know, what you take in and what you put out, you know, certain effects are going to happen. I think there's just this universal law of the soul that I believe in, in regards to that. So it's, it's really interesting. You could see people's souls on mescaline. And then with like LSD, it's you can see lots of fractals. And um, it strikes me as more of a feminine thing. You're more uh, receptive to subtleties 
that you can't see like thought that angels and demons maybe didn't exist but but also well i go into spaces and i get very very sensitive when i'm under the influence of, of a drop of acid it's like whoa like that, that this feels way different when i'm when i'm here versus there you know you could <laughs> there's just this unmistakable sensation like you just feel into things and and i think also there's also a universal sense of your mind expands out into places and spaces and your sense of wonder like i think i broke free from my own interpretations of how i'm supposed to relate to things i can't see or what i've been told i'm like well maybe there's other realities to what i'm seeing what i'm being told like why am I experiencing that in a certain way? What is going on with that? Why Why is there even an experience of, of otherness like this? And why are there arguments? And, you know, what does it mean to be human? And wh what is, how it, can it be possible that there is a God? And what, you know, like what exactly? And, and you just roll over all these things and you find inconsistencies and you start breaking down your, your inner fabric, your ego. And some people really lose it because they realize that a lot of their life was kind of a lie that's kind of part of it is like oh shit i like what what was i thinking that was that was a lie and ooh, that's a tragedy that's that's no longer like a part of my um my state of being or understanding because i i view it as sort of like this this tragic mark that's going around it's like this demonic presence within the collective psyche that needs to be rooted out or something or, or, or it's a lower vibrational spirit and um, the whole point is love and, and having your mind open to things to receive. So that's kind of that, you know. I had an experience one time where I was out of my body and I was walking around, but I didn't really know that. I thought I just got up and started walking around, but as I was rummaging around looking at all the insane patterns and perceptual differences that were going on, I looked and, and I was lying down. I'm like, am I dreaming? Did I fall asleep? What's going on is this like a lucid dream what's nope i'm i'm actually lying there and then i come into my body i thought full on that i was up walking around but i was not walking around it just felt so incredibly real to me but it wasn't happening i was just lying there and then i in essence was woke up but i didn't wake up i it was this complete continuity i was lying there i got up walked around and then as i turned and saw myself i came back into my body and i was there again in my mind just looking up I was, so i didn't fall asleep i just never got up but my mind got up and wandered around and then came back to where i was weird <laughs> it's just so weird how it's like that and it's weird also that we um it's almost like when we go to sleep and we're dreaming and stuff we're an agent we're walking around but it's not us leading us to where we're going intentionally we're being led but it still feels like we're acting these things out but there's some other intention that's pulling us and we're just uh, but it feels like we are making the steps in our dream to do what we're doing but we're getting just pulled around by something that's just taking us through we're just being taken through a whole other agency and state of mind void of you actually being willing to go there and that's the thing is like in order to understand something outside of you and to grow as being something outside of yourself being something greater than what is already within your four walls sometimes you need to be pushed into the cold water or you need to be forced through it you know just hands off the wheel like I can't do anything and there's this self-driving vehicle just taking me through all these different avenues and that's where you're headed and you have no choice you know and you have no control ultimately you just you just undergo it and it's there to kind of show you things that you wouldn't have shown yourself and that's kind of the uh, critical element of that but then also just like being hearing people's thoughts I remember just feeling this bowl and how how I got so far into the curvature was so exaggerated how curved the bowl was I couldn't couldn't stop 
dealing with the bowl. It was just craziness. It's just a complete exaggeration of form and just things like that. Just mind-blowing, mind-blowing things uh, that would happen. And it's just such a, a weird thing to think about uh, being sober. It's like, how could that be? How could the mind generate that? That's so weird. And just the whole uh, prospect of believing in a universal union, totally believing that we have these these mistakes and, and these things under control. Um, there's sort of this universal sense of what you're doing, what, you're, uh, what your vision is, is true, and that it's good and, and that we need to prevail, that this type of energy needs to prevail, you know, this loving, warm, open-minded, uh, spiritually gifted kind of um, way of thinking is the right way forward and i think there's also a good chance that you can write really good poetry share pretty interesting insights especially on psilocybin i notice word association my ability to connect language together on itself is a lot easier and a lot easier to express than on anything else i think i, I wrote one of my philosophy papers like on nature or something while microdosing on psilocybin <laughs> and i did really well sometimes associations and conceptions come together in a much more clean fashion almost like that which couldn't be expressed in language before is now available to me like i have this whole new framework of understanding how the reality fits together and how i'm supposed to express it so that's like another thing too so you wonder what like all these authors i'm sure have had their time with this it's like you don't you don't become like another on another level in the game unless you have a little bit of help you know uh cerebrally that's kind of my idea but and also encountering deities you know thinking like oh there's there's more around us that we can't perceive but there's still those forces there and whether or not that's instructing us is up to you but i think there's got to be at least um, some other things going on that are dealing with us and um, i think the more intelligent the being is the more it becomes more like being in general and that's a more a part of what the purpose of this whole thing is in life is that we're we're gestating and, and birthing and coming across and getting over and traversing all these um, avenues and ways of life that are supposed to inform us of, of who we are and uh, what we're doing, where we're going. And I think a major point is to simply uh, join the dance and do and act out what it is you're, you are, act out your insides. And there's this perpetual state of restlessness, I think, also. There's never a stagnation. Even though stagnation is a part of life, there will always be a kind of restlessness, this inner restlessness to unfold a pattern that's waiting for you. I think also there's a sensitivity in the nervous system that everyone has, but I think it becomes even more subconscious and accessible when you start giving into it and start listening to it and you give it your all, you know. You become more of a, a transpersonal entity that grows into uh, different spaces of being. And like I said in the other one, it's kind of like this uh, questing after and this conquest to overcome yourself and unfold your destiny and to sort of traverse uh, a dimensionality, a higher dimensionality. Uh, and that's a part of the, the inherent quality of evolution and in the personality. You know, every generation, I think, takes on an even quicker task, but even um, a more densely populated set of circumstances and information to gestate. But it's happening a lot quicker and happening with a lot more acuity and understanding than it ever has. So we're a lot more connected than before, and we'll be able to take on these uh, more daunting, ambitious frameworks of understanding our current situation. You know, we're no longer expert in everything. There's too much to know. And yet all of this is held together and like, well, how do we deal with this as an entity, as an individual? Well, it would be impossible, but um, we're developing a sense of uh, multiplication here. And in order to uh, apprehend and grasp all, all of what we need to now, 
um, we're able to overcome that, and that's through uh, the natural ability to have everything connect in with everything else. Thank you to the information age and the internet as well. The internet is kind of a manifestation of a psychedelic state of mind, you know, that we need to individually identify with the greater framework and aspects of being and do it thoroughly well to the point where we know what our destiny is and we're able to unfold that in a way that doesn't get too mixed up in the shuffle because there's a higher error rate when there's more stuff. We got to be able to ascend those gaps properly. And I think it'll happen successfully because that's a natural tendency for beings is to connect in with everything else and to share and to develop and just to develop and, and it will unfold as it is. And that's kind of another thing is like a lot of this, even if it brings you to, to nasty fates or if you go through rough times or whatever, no one wants to go through those, but those are inevitable because it's all a part of your situation. You're, you're being brought through this and it's like your hands are off the wheels. You learn that like this is all for the greater good. This is all for the betterment of you. Even when you're going down, you're going to come up. Like it's all for the better. <laughs> and it's almost kind of like um, you just got to let, let go of the wheel and just realize it's all for the better and, and, and that there's really nothing you can do. There's really nothing you can do. And everything is a lot stranger than you can really uh, imagine, after all. It really is. We like to think that everything is really normal, but it's not. But yeah, and beside that, it's just so, it's such a weird um, kind of situation. But I think if you look around and look at how things are designed, like look at tapestries and rugs and just look at the general outline of, of the aesthetic quality and things. Like if you notice like anything that's kind of intricate, take a close look at it, kind of wonder like, what is that pattern about? And it's because people recognize that it's this um, psychological pattern that is a current in all psychedelic trips. And those that design are definitely designing with that in mind because it's significant. They want the designs to be a significance. Like they want that pattern to resonate all throughout. They want it to be a universal experience. For now, I think that's probably all I have to say. I've had other weird experiences before, but I can't really recall everything that's happened to me. It's more for your own personality to kind of under undergo that stuff because it is really hard to explain, but inexplicable things do happen and it can be quite strange. So yeah, so there's that. I'll leave you to it and um, have a good trip.